Welcome to the Uplevel Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Ali Gregoire. If you want to take your life to the next level, eliminate stress, become healthier, wealthier, and more in tune with energy, intuition, and how to manifest the life of your dreams, you are in the right place. Each week, we are going to dive deep on topics that will get you thinking outside the box and help you completely transform from the inside out. Because when you change your thinking, you can transform your life, and then anything you want is in reach. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Uplevel Your Life podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into the goals that we set and whether or not there's something underlying that we're actually chasing after that may be masked by the goals on the 3D or surface level. Before we get into that, I want to share a story with you of an experience that I had earlier this week. So I've been looking for some positive movies or TV shows to watch lately. A number of series that my husband and I have kind of been binge-watched on Netflix and on TV are all surrounding crime and drama and thrillers. And I was really feeling lately like our TV and our news and even just turning on the streaming channels like Netflix or Hulu, how most of the popular shows, top 10 in the U.S., and the ones that really come on the homepage as recommended are all surrounding pretty negative situations in life and unfortunate events that happen to people and then they overcome them. That's really common in Hollywood, right? Because that is what sells. And even on the news now, now that they've made it into a business, what sells is those cringeworthy stories of something bad happening to somebody and how they overcame it. But I was really looking for something that was a little more lighthearted and happy and jovial. So I came across the family um, family movie night genre on Netflix as this is the only area in Netflix that I could find something positive or happy to watch, which was interesting to me. And this does have a purpose in the end, and I'll wrap it all back to our goals that we set. But I came across Beethoven, and I haven't watched Beethoven in decades But I said, you know what, I just got a puppy and I think this would be a really great movie to watch. Something in that movie really struck me as interesting. The young girl, one of the uh, members of the family, so the daughter uh, of the parents, was really excited when a boy called her on the phone after she had been featured on TV. And if we back up a little bit, earlier in the movie, the girl was really jealous of another girl in school that was getting all of the attention from this boy. And it got me thinking about how much we are trained when we are in middle and high school to chase after the wrong things. So if you think back to your middle and high school experience, start to think about what were you chasing after? 
Were you chasing after a boy or a girl? Were you chasing after being popular? Were you chasing after being well-liked or being funny? Or perhaps you were chasing after, you know, the cool clothes, the designer clothes. In my high school, I know Abercrombie & Fitch and Hollister were great brands and, you know, Converse shoes. Uh, So there's so many different things that, you know, everybody else seemed to have but me. And it really struck me in this movie how we're trained from the time we are little to start chasing after all the wrong things, right? Because this girl in Beethoven clearly was feeling not good enough for how she looked and how she dressed Because she says in this movie that this girl has the pretty hair and she's so carefree and she lists all the things that she sees in this other girl that she lacks because this boy is not paying attention to her. So when we're kids, we're chasing after all of these things unless we have mentors, caregivers, parents that can show us what we should actually be chasing after, which is our happiness and self-love and our self-worth. I don't know about you, but when my mom and dad asked me how school was when they picked me up every day from school, I'd give them a one-word answer. Good. And then I would completely close down. Thinking back to that experience, I really wish they would have asked me more questions like, did anything make you upset today? Or name one thing that made you laugh today. Those two questions, if asked, I mean, I can't speak for myself in my teenage years. I was very stubborn, as most are, in wanting to have a conversation with their parents and really open up. But I may have opened up. I bet I would have because I dealt with a lot of shame and feelings of not being good enough in middle and high school. And this is so common, right? Because we're always thinking that the grass is greener in somebody else's life. And this is compounded now in the younger generations that are growing up now that have social media and TikTok, and Instagram, and all of these different platforms to constantly be comparing one another. And so I think back to that experience, not resenting my parents for not asking the right questions or different questions, but for wishing that they had, because if I did, they probably would have been able to help me through some of those experiences in a very wise way. But I was the one that shut down, right? I didn't want to talk about it. And so from the time we're in middle and high school, we start to learn to chase after all of the wrong things. We start to learn that we're not good enough. This becomes a habit that's ingrained within ourselves over and over and over again. And that may also impact the decisions that we make when we get into high school and we start thinking about colleges to go to and career paths. And if we're not really aware of what we actually want to do at such a young age, if nobody 
is guiding us and helping us determine, well, what actually brings me joy? Then we kind of miss that piece. And oftentimes, so many people wind up in jobs that they hate. And then they stay in those jobs for their lives because, first of all, it's too hard to start over. Thinking about going back to school seems near impossible at the amount of money that it would cost and the time, you know, that you would have to give up. And you already have student loans, most people. Um, So those are very difficult situations to find yourself in. Me personally, I always wanted the better clothes when I was in high school. And that even led me to getting my one of my first jobs in retail. I worked at Hollister and then Abercrombie because I wanted to be able to wear the clothes that everybody else seemed to be wearing that I admired. And so I would work and then spend all of that money on buying clothes so that I felt like I could fit in. And all of these patterns that I notice are coming up in my life and, you know, all my experiences to date in my 30s, they are all stem back to these experiences that I had when I was a child and in middle and high school. So going back to the goal of today's episode is to really dive deep into your goals. Oftentimes we're chasing the wrong goal. So ask you, what goals are you chasing right now? What goals do you have? No matter if you are older and perhaps retired, or if you're younger and perhaps you're just getting out of school, right? We should always have goals. And if you're sitting here thinking, well, I don't have any goals, then I urge you to sink deeper into that. You must have some sort of goal. The common goals that many and most people have are more money. So they're chasing after either a better title in their job. So the higher title, the manager, the director, the VP, right? Maybe you're chasing after becoming the CEO. Maybe you're chasing after becoming the CEO of your own business, an entrepreneur, right? You're always chasing after more. But most people, when they enter the workforce and they start to make more money, the more money that they end up making, the more money they end up spending. Because the more money you have, well, now you can do more luxurious things, right? You can buy the better car. You can go on more vacations. And we don't end up seeming to be able to save more. Some people do. Some people don't. I think the majority are really just chasing after more and more and more. And when they get that more, they just spend it. And so I urge you to really think about what you're chasing after when it comes to money or a better job. Maybe you're chasing after a better job that doesn't stress you out so much. If you're in a job right now that's really stressful and demanding and you don't really love what you're doing every day, you have opportunity. I promise you, you are never stuck, but we always do feel like we're stuck. Perhaps you are the sole earner in your family and you feel like you cannot make a change at this point. 
Perhaps you're in a job where you have a great outlook and you are in line to become, you know, manager, director, VP, whatever it is, and you wouldn't want to give that opportunity up. But I'd really ask you to sink into what makes you happy. Does this job provide you with joy and with happiness? Do you like going to work every day? And if the answer is yes, well then great, keep doing it. If the answer is no, it's time to really get clear on what options do you have. We're never stuck. Another common thing that we chase after is the perfect family. We can go a couple different ways with this one. And so we'll start here. So most people chase after the perfect seeming family. So perhaps you are somebody that started your career and focused on your career for maybe the first five to 10 years after getting out of school, and then you planned to start a family from there. And perhaps that's not going as planned. If you're like me and if you experienced miscarriage or recurrent pregnancy loss or perhaps infertility, then you probably have been met with a lot of grief and this loss of control that you think that you, you know, had all this control over the timeline of your life when you're actually met with that realization that, wow, okay, I don't have as much control as I thought I did. Another thing to think about when chasing after the perfect family is so many people chase after perfect children, right? Making sure that they are reaching the milestones that they are supposed to reach what that, you know, according to Google or the doctor or other kids that are surrounding them, perhaps in your family. They're chasing after children that are super smart and always get good grades and, you know, never get a C or a D on a test. Most people are chasing after having kids that, you know, end up being the captain on the sports teams or at least, you know, being really star players on the team. And when the teams lose, oftentimes parents, especially fathers, get really wrapped up in, well, this is what you could do better, right? And they push their children in the direction that perhaps they don't really want to go in. I want you to think if you have children or if you have grown up this way, if you've been influenced by what career you should have or are you influencing your children and encouraging them to get really high grades and get into this one specific college and become a doctor or a lawyer or a really high paying job so that you can have success, I'd ask you to really dig into why you're doing that, right? Is it because you're seeking success in, ch- in your children that you perhaps didn't have yourself? There's a lot of layers to this, but that's one thing to think about. Another layer of exploring family is whether or not you even want to have children. So many people are influenced and pushed into having children when you know, they may not want to. And they're met with societal um, pushback when they, you know, maybe announce that they don't want to have children. And parents often um, 
freak out for lack of a better word when they realize that their children aren't going to give them grandchildren but again ask yourself what am I actually chasing right and am I chasing like this control over having this perfect looking family the last layer of looking at family is you know so many people and I would say myself included, would love to ensure that my children, future children, don't get into drugs or opioids. However, that is a really difficult topic to address because the common misconception and the stigma surrounding addiction in our society, in our country, is is really difficult. if you do some research about drugs and addiction in itself, you'll find the root of the drug epidemic that we are in, the opioid epidemic, as being traced back to systems and government and people that were in high up in government chasing after job security and having money to you know provide for their family and so they essentially created a problem where there wasn't one and then that has compounded itself and landed us where we are today if you're really interested and keen on that topic i urge you to go by the book chasing the scream and it really goes into a lot of that and and it goes back to the root of the opioid epidemic and where that all began and you begin to have such compassion for the people that have really in an unlucky way found themselves addicted to drugs and it really goes into when the drugs were given to them legally by doctors then taken away from them because of regulations and then they became drug addicts and, and you know living on the street because they were desperate. But this is a brain function that has gone wrong inside their head as to seeking out the need for more drugs. That's really just scratching the surface on that piece. But I bring that one up because everybody wants a perfect family that doesn't have a drug addict in it. And we're really just faced as a society with a problem of not knowing how to actually care for somebody that has a drug addiction. There's not enough research and there's not enough training out there that goes into what to do to provide for them. And so we're doing all the wrong things. But in terms of this idea of a perfect family, I urge you to really dig into what that means to you and what you're actually chasing after. So if you're chasing after kids that dress perfectly and get invited to all the parties and look beautiful, right? If you make sure that they are dressing perfectly and they don't go out of the house without having their hair done and, you know, maybe jewelry on, uh, even if it's something that seems really like fun. Like I have a niece that used to go out of the house and and need to have her bracelets on. Ask yourself what you're actually teaching them when they see that 
probably through learning and what they're observing in their environment and they feel that they have to walk out of the house and have their hair and nice clothes and all of that done so that they can feel beautiful or they can feel good enough. So here's the thing with chasing after the perfect family. What you should be chasing after is acceptance of your family for exactly what it is right now. For exactly what it looks like today. The imperfect perfection of it all. Forget the perfection to your standards. The way you envisioned your family to look like. And really help to teach your children to seek out their purpose. And if your children are adults and if they're out of the house at this point, you can still have a really positive impact in encouraging them if they're in a job that they hate, that they always have options. What lights them up inside? If you've got little kids, really help to help them explore, right? And ask them deeper questions than just, how is your day today? Tell me about your day. That's such a big question, way too overwhelming for a little kid or a teenager to have to answer. Forget about pushing them towards the high-paying jobs because what you are end up, what you're going to end up pushing them into is a career that they hate and then unfulfillment throughout their life, potentially, right? They may really want to be a doctor. And if that's the case, then great. But don't let it be your goal, right? Another common goal that we chase after is a thinner body or weight loss. And so many clients that I work with, myself included, when I finally reached my goal weight, I still wasn't happy. I still wasn't satisfied. I wanted more. I thought that when I reached a certain number on the scale, that I would have abs and then I would be beautiful. And this really stemmed back to my teenage years when I received the magazines in the mail, like Victoria's Secret magazine, and on the cover and all throughout the magazine are these gorgeous models that are tall and skinny and beautiful and have rock-solid abs. And that really led me to chasing after exercise and chasing after all the different diet fads and trends out there and trying them. And that's led me to my dharma, which is really what I'm here to do in my life and really what what you're here to do, right? That is your dharma, your purpose in life, the impact that you're creating. That led me to my dharma, but, and maybe I would have gotten there had I chosen a different path. However, in school, I was chasing after the exciting job because I thought it was what I wanted. I wanted to be a wedding planner when I was in school, but I quickly realized when I got into that industry after graduating that I wanted my nights and weekends back. I wanted the joy of spending time with my family and my friends and being part of being a part of, you know, going out to eat and and just relaxing in the evenings that most people experienced. So back to 
you know, chasing after this goal of weight loss. If you are at an unhealthy weight, then I urge you to actually seek out better health, right? A thinner body is, for the most part, an illusion for the happiness that you think it will bring you. But instead of chasing after the thinner body, perhaps that paradigm shift occurs where you can start to chase after good health, right? And what does good health mean? Good health incorporates physical health and that incorporates good nutrition. So getting the right macronutrients like fat, carbs, protein, and then getting the right micronutrients. So your vitamins and your minerals that come from fruits and vegetables and starches and herbs, getting enough of that into your system so that it really runs as optimally as possible so that you have a lot of energy And naturally, the side effect of focusing on your health is going to be weight loss if you need to lose weight. But everybody has it backwards. They think that the thinner body is what's going to bring them the happiness that they are seeking. And while it might bring you more confidence and you might be happier with it, I guarantee you that if you do get to that goal weight, you're still not going to find what you're looking for. And so really chase after good health because if for nothing else, if you don't have good health, what will you have? How will you provide for your family? How will you be here for watching your children and your grandchildren grow up, right? Seek out that and then everything else will fall into place. Another aspect to good health is physical health in terms of movement, daily movement, either getting out for a walk or getting in some exercise three to five times per week and really just doing something that you love to do. We so often join a gym and we think that we have to do these things because we have to do them when you don't end up keeping with that routine because you hate to do it. So start asking yourself, what type of movement really lights me up inside? What brings me joy? Perhaps that's a Zumba class. Perhaps it's a spin class. Perhaps you just really like to lift weights. Perhaps you like to be competitive. And so competitive sports when you were in high school was really what you did and you don't like to be told what to do in the gym. So group fitness classes don't work for you, but a competitive sport does. Well, seek out those opportunities in your area and seek out opportunities where you can fit this into your schedule. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. And I promise you, if you carve out just a portion of that time for you, you can still provide for your family and the people that you care for, and you can still focus on you. You can still have time for you. More into what good health means is also about spiritual health and mental health. And so spiritual health can incorporate religion, but for myself and for many people that I know, religion is not for them. But spirituality is. Spirituality is just knowing that there is a greater force that is out there, right? 
that is guiding us. And whether or not you are into religion, or if you ha- if you practice a religion, or if you're into spirituality, just having this underlying purpose for why we're here is so healthy and will help you get through some of the most difficult times in your life. And then mental health. Mental health incorporates things like ensuring that you are as least stressed as possible, right? Jobs and habits and different things that take up our time aren't meant to stress us out in life. Stress is a choice. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is that they choose to be stressed when in fact they can choose a different uh, thought process and live a real more peaceful life. A lot of people chase after free time because they feel that they're too, too busy taking care of other people to focus on themselves. And this actually stems from probably some people-pleasing tendencies. So if you are like me and you've struggled with people-pleasing in the past, not being able to say no to others when you really want to do something different because you want to be liked and you want others to think highly of you, you end up saying no to yourself but saying yes to everybody else and then feeling resentful after the fact. So chasing after this idea of free time, if you are one that, you know, provides for your family, perhaps you are a stay-at-home mom, which is an incredible job, right? Or if you are a working mom, which is very hard as well, and you don't feel like you have enough time to focus on exercise or healthy eating for you or for goals that you have, it may not have to do with healthy eating and exercise. Maybe it's just journaling or getting out in nature or getting some alone time. Then I urge you to really take inventory of your time and see where you can possibly carve out some free time for you because it it is so important. The thing is that we always want more time but it'll never come. It's about your priorities. Where are you placing those priorities? And how can you shift things and ask for help in your environment to open up more time to focus on you? So I urge you to really take inventory of your goals and start to ask yourself, what is it that I actually am chasing? If you're chasing more money or if you're chasing the better job, Why don't you actually chase expansion for others or impact that you're having on the world? If you're chasing after the perfect family, chase after that acceptance that everything is exactly how it should be right now. And how can you be a guide, a mentor to the children in your life, whether you have children or you help to raise your niece and nephew or any other children that you have, close friends that have little kids, how can you help them be the best versions of themselves that they can be? Many parents think incorrectly that they own their children. This might sound really funny for me to say this, but 
if we have parents that have this idea of what our children's life should be, what our life should be, or if you have that idea for what your children's life should be, then you have it backwards, you know? The children that you have that have come into your life have come into your life for a reason. And you are the guide for them, right? To be the best version of themselves that they can possibly be, regardless of what you want for them. Be happy for what they want for themselves and guide them and mentor them to finding that and to seeking out the right goals, right? So rather than seeking out more money, Help them see that if they can create expansion for other people, then that is priceless and that will bring in more money than you could ever imagine and happiness. Help them to chase after inner peace, self-worth, self-love. Chase after that yourself. And then every other goal that you have will fall into place naturally and you won't find yourself too stressed out to reach your goals because I promise you every goal that you cannot reach has nothing to do with that goal itself. It all has to do with what's on the inside and all of that stems back to childhood and what we were taught when we were growing up. When you think about the generations that came before us, there was a lot of war and even the Great Depression. And so our parents learned from their parents who learned from their parents. And there is generational trauma that is potentially in your line that is potentially affecting the goals that you have today and the illusion of happiness that you know comes in the form of wanting more money, wanting the perfect family or wanting a nicer car or wanting all of these things. And where does it stop, right? Is it going to stop with your generation? So our parents' parents who dealt with the Great Depression, so our parents were probably growing up when their parents were just getting out of the Great Depression. And that was a really stressful time for society where families didn't know if they could put food on the table and if they'd lose their home, right? And so that fear, which was a very real and habitual fear for our grandparents, has been passed down in generations through other means and through stress and fear of not having enough money, fear of loss. And those show up as different things in our life. And oftentimes it shows up today as us not being able to reach the goals that we are seeking. When in fact, that really has a lot to do with what's on the inside of us. What we were taught, what we were raised to do and to think And you, right now, if you're listening, have this powerful opportunity to end that with your generation and to teach your children and your grandchildren starting now to actually seek out happiness, to seek out joy, to seek out things that really light them up, and to seek out opportunities to create expansion for other people and impact on the world. 
So I'm going to wrap up today's episode sharing a couple quotes from Young Pueblo's new book called Clarity and Connection. He writes, I spent years unaware that I was running away from myself, always seeking company or entertainment so that I wouldn't have to face the dark clouds storming inside of me. Every moment was an opportunity for diversion. Friendships were a means of escape. Pleasure, a temporary relief from pain. I did not notice that my relationships were shallow because of how far away I was from myself. I did not understand why solitude felt unbearable and why fun could not permanently settle turbulent emotions. For far too long, I was unaware that the only way for life to improve for my relationships to feel rich, and for my mind to finally experience ease was for me to explore and embrace the anxious unknown that dwelled within. And I'll let you sit with that and all the questions that I asked you in today's episode. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. Thank you for listening to the Uplevel Your Life podcast. If you found value from this episode, please recommend it to a friend or family member who would benefit too. Also, if you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a review and share it on your social media channels as it will help me reach more people. Thanks so much again, and I'll see you on the next episode.